Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I said, one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. As we listen to Steve Azar's One Mississippi, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors from the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay. This is where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because, again, as I say every single week, we are the capital of the outdoors in America, and we didn't get there um, by chance. We got there because a lot of hardworking people are focused on uh, implementing the North American wildlife conservation model in this state and to make this state a leader in the United States. Um, thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at C Spire TV. But some of you are listening on YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast. I always give you the date with that in mind. It's April the 24th, 2023. It's kind of cool outside. Isn't this amazing? Uh, my son, uh, Jordan and, uh, and my friend Joe Cloyd are out hunting, uh, turkey. As we speak, they sent a video just a second ago of some gobbling going on. It sounded pretty close. So it'd be interesting to see what I hear from them. If I hear from them before the show's over with, I'll certainly let you know about it. But boy, you know, turkey season, as we, as was reported last week by my friend Adam Butler, continues in, in full steam ahead. Number of jakes they're seeing, we're seeing, and everyone's seeing out there is a real promising part of the hunt this year and it bodes well for the for the years to come i want to want to thank the uh, title sponsor for super talk outdoors the foundation uh the formal name is the foundation for mississippi wildlife fisheries and parks and they're 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 an outdoor foundation that supports the department of wildlife fisheries and parks a separate 5013c nonprofit. Through their support, uh, wildlife and educational projects are made possible at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And they also are focused on issues from time to time that have to do with, Missis- with protecting Mississippi's outdoor uh, legacy and heritage, um, as was the case with the leadership on the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund that we're going to be talking about here in just a second. Um, as I've said so many times before, this is a, a really dedicated uh, group of volunteer conservation leaders in the state, and I really appreciate their leadership. By the way, the, my views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. I'm an independent voice, so uh, I'm here for outdoorsmen and women, and I, I, I'm always kind of quick to point out that outdoorsmen and women in this state can count on me to say the things that need to be said when it comes to conservation issues. <clears throat> so I'm honored to be here. I want to thank the uh, producer of Super Talk Outdoors. I should do that more often. My friend, Cal Curley, who's here every single Monday with me. Uh, and I should uh, I should make him a regular guest on this show. He does such a great job producing Super Talk Outdoors. Good morning, Kyle. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Ricky. How about yourself? I'm good. We didn't do a split screen for those on YouTube and Facebook because I just wanted the Kyle to know I was going to at least say good morning to him. But it's been a great celebration here every Monday, hasn't it, my friend? It sure has, and it's hard to be behind the camera when you're on camera. <laughs> it, is. it is. Hey, listen, man, here's the deal. We get an opportunity to hear from people across the state, but I know that when we talk coastal Mississippi fishing, it probably makes you a little bit sick at your stomach that you're not out there with your son. Yeah, that's one of the um, drawbacks of it, I guess. You're constantly reminded that you uh, want to be somewhere else fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle's son plays uh, soccer and baseball, and, and Kyle's incredibly involved. He's the He plays the music in the Superdome during Saints games. He's involved with the uh, Shuckers here in, in Biloxi. He does IT and operations for multiple stations. So... He's a he's a busy dude, but he loves the outdoors and and he'll go the first chance he gets. He wants you, Cal. 
We will. We, yeah, I will. Uh, my son and I have been talking about trying to go fishing, but our schedules just haven't aligned quite yet. Uh, maybe uh, two weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you, my friend. But anyway, thanks for what you do for the show, my my friend. You bet. you bet. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, so now let's turn over to, I'm really thrilled to have my friend Ricky Flint back. He used to be head of the alligator program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And now he's the project manager, so the supervisor of the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, works with an incredible board of trustees. I, I call them the dream team. They've done a terrific job of getting this new fund off the ground. But anyway, Ricky, how you doing this morning, my friend? Doing great. Glad to be here. It's good to see you too, man. Uh, let's see, we got a little distortion in the picture. We'll see if we can get that cleared up, but we can hear you fine. I'm looking a little sick there. Yeah, we'll get that cleaned up. But uh, listen, uh, for uh, for the, the audience, man, what a for, what an incredible first year! 104 applications. Why don't you kind of give us a quick review of the amount of money we had and how many applications we had? Yeah, so. Really excited um, to be in this position. Um, you know, moved in February 1st. The Board of Trustees had already been very active for some time uh, following the appointments from the governor and the lieutenant governor and the appropriation of $10 million from the 2022 legislature to the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. Uh, the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund is, is put in place to have an impact on wildlife and fish resources, conservation projects, access to public lands, access to public waters, outdoor recreation, and a lot more. And with the hope that uh, the state is putting up money uh, to fund these types of projects for state agencies, municipalities, non-government organizations, uh, and those uh, entities can seek matching funds from outside the state uh, or inside the state, hopefully a lot of federal funding. And so that winds up turning $1 of Mississippi's funding into 3 or $4 of uh Resources being brought into this state uh, to build projects to benefit Mississippians, and so that's that's the nature of what this trust fund is. And so, as I came in uh, to this uh, organization, the application process had already been started. Uh, it started in uh, mid January. Uh, we had a deadline of February twenty eighth, and. And by the end of February, we had received 104 applications uh, for uh, funding projects. 50 of those applications came in the last two days, which was a little overwhelming uh, to us. Um, we were rocking along there with about 50 applications. And all of a sudden, in the last two days, we had people knocking on the door, bringing in applications. They were submitting them online. And... Uh, it created a lot of work there at the end, and it took us some time to get all of these applications uh, put into the system and where the board members could see them and review them. And so uh, that was the next task, was to get that available to the board members so that they could take each individual project and score them based on the criteria that we have established. And uh, then the board gets those score sheets back to me and my job is to summarize them and then get a report back to the board so that some decisions can be made about which of those projects will actually receive funding and so um, out of those 104 applications it involved four state agencies six counties 32 municipalities and 15 non-government organizations uh, with a total funding request involving over $49 million worth of projects. Um, their request involved $119 million. Um, excuse me. Funding request was $49 million uh, involving a total project involvement of $119.6 million to potentially be spent in the state. Uh, the matching funds uh, out of that group was pretty good. It averaged uh, about 1 to 1.26 in matching funds. Um, 
But now we've only got 9.8 million available to expend on these projects. And so this is where the hard work comes in. Uh, the board has got some very tough decisions to make. I have spent a lot of time reviewing these projects after having ranked them. And then when you start trying to look at who's gonna get the money, there are so many good projects out here in what we have to select from that it gets really tough. And, um, you know, 34 of the applicant projects had matching funds of at least one to one or greater. Five applicant projects offered funds of greater than one to four. Uh, so that's exceptional. Uh, we even had one project that had a one to 14 match. Um, so um, it's, it's great. But then you look at the top 22 matching fund projects, uh, would expand 9.7 million. So uh, if you did it all just by rank, possibly we could uh, fund 22 projects. Uh, I think we're looking at the possibility of 20 to 30 projects ultimately being funded. Well, listen, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Ricky Flint, who is head of the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, has a great board that he's working with, and they've got their work cut out for him. But what a, what a great first year. I want to get, the, uh, get some examples of what a project might look like. We'll see you on the other side. Think diamond prices in most jewelry stores are downright scary. That's why at Junikers, we're doing something about it. Because now, through Saturday, April 29th, you can buy directly from the Diamond Cutter. It's the Diamond Expo only at Juniker Jewelry Company. Our diamond cutter is flying with millions in certified diamonds. Fresh production, every size, shape, and price range. It's the Diamond Expo. Three quarter carat diamonds for less than $2,000. One carat for only $3,000. And two carat diamonds for less than $10,000. Plus, qualified buyers get up to 12 months financing, interest free. Guys, this is how you buy a diamond. The Diamond Expo. Save hundreds, even thousands, directly from our cutters. in Saturday the 29th at 6 p.m. And I'll be here to shake your hand. Juniker Jewelry Company. We're at 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed state of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home, but you're apprehensive because you've heard that the market has slowed? I'm Shelley Presley with Four Corner Properties of Central Mississippi, and I'm here to tell you not to worry because we are still booming. Rates are still relatively low, and our biggest hurdle is inventory, so it's still a great time to make that move. Call me today, and I will get to work for you, 601-622-0588, or at the office at 601-952-2828. Spring is near, so it's time to get in gear with the mighty 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment. This tough tractor is efficient, economical, and easy to use. And with 0% for 60 months plus an added $1,000 off, Ag Up Equipment is making it even easier to own. Gear up for spring with big savings at Ag Up Equipment. Visit any of our 16 convenient locations or browse online at agup.com. Offer Enzo 43023. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. 
to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm my friend Ricky Flint, who's head of the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, and he works with a terrific board of trustees on that. 104 applications, four state agencies, six counties, 32 cities, 15 non-governmental organizations, for a total request of forty-nine thousand seven hundred fifty-nine thousand dollars. Forty-nine million. A million, excuse me. Of yeah. course, forty-nine million. <laughs> Thank you, and. Uh, we have nine point eight million to spend. We knew we knew coming out of the gate, Ricky, that there were gonna be an incredible number of possibilities in terms of, I mean, really it's limitless when you think about it. When you get people's heads around uh uh taking our outdoor enjoyment to the next level and the fact that we haven't had a fund like this that we could put up to to, to go out and get the amount of matching funds that are available, that we were gonna have there was gonna be a lot of unmet needs and, and certainly that has been the case, isn't it? Yeah, so you know, I think there were there were some unknowns uh, going into this, but there were a lot of known information, and that was that there was going to be a substantial amount of interest. And with that many applications, uh, and I figured out just before the program, it was about 58 different entities that submitted applications. Uh, obviously, some organizations submitted multiple projects. But, um, you know, I think that was the most important thing to this 2023 legislature was needing to know uh, how was this uh, program going to do, how much interest was there, and what type of projects would be submitted. And we had opportunity in January and February to meet several times with some of the legislators and explain uh, summaries of what was going on. And uh, I think that came off very well. Uh, having seen some of the examples of the projects that were being submitted and uh, the interest that was out there. And, you know, if I don't say it again, let me say right now, we, we cannot be more appreciative of the House and the Senate in their support uh, for this funding program and what it's going to do for Mississippi. And I think uh, there's a lot to be seen yet. I think it's going to be very exciting uh, once we get the ball rolling and the shovel in the ground, uh, seeing some projects uh, underway uh, in the future, how the impact is going to be on the state of Mississippi and people's ability to go out there and recreate and uh, spend some time outdoors is going to be astounding. So we got $10 million last year. This past legislative session, they approved $15 million. We had hoped for 20 but 15 is a step in the right direction. Uh, one of the things that, that I've said on the show many times, one of the things we really need to work for, toward, and hopefully legislature will work with us on this, to, to create a dedicated funding source because, Ricky, some of the projects y'all would consider, and certainly some of the applications that would potentially come in, would involve projects that, that run across multiple years. Some federal funds come down and aren't just a one-time-and-done deal. It could be over a number of years. And we need to be able to bank on future money. I'm hoping that a dedicated funding source, so we don't have to come back to the legislature every single year and hope hope for the best. Uh, in this particular case, getting $15 million was a really good outcome. It was a $5 million more than the year before. But hopefully we can go to a dedicated funding source, that's for sure. The other thing that's interesting, when you look at the distribution of the funds across the congressional districts, good distribution of, uh, of applications for across the, the, uh, the districts, also really good distribution of uh, projects that involve significant uh, matching funds. That was really good to see, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously uh, our legislators have interest in projects that are in the areas that they represent and uh, we can't blame them for that i think uh the general public has interest in where are projects uh situated compared to where they live and where they like to go and recreate so uh, everyone's got interest in that and it's, it's it's great to see the distribution uh and i think proportionately uh those top ranking projects still 
uh, are spread out uh, very well. And I, looking at it, uh, every matrix that I've created, which is uh, nearly a dozen different matrices right now on uh, which projects actually get funded, uh, the, the distribution still looks pretty good. And uh, looking forward to seeing how it all pans out. Our board has already made some preliminary decisions about some projects that we have unanimous uh, consent on. And uh, we've got some table that I've been working on getting back with these applicants to get some additional information. And, you know, May is going to be a very uh, busy month for us as far as making decisions. It's 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 a it's a it's an enviable role in that we've got we've got so many people engaged, we have so many applications. Uh, you can't go wrong with with that many great choices to 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 pull from. What I what I would do, I've, I've had the benefit of watching the BP money here in coastal Mississippi, where there is a a board, but it's more advisory. But then once they make their rankings and whatever, then it still has to go back to the legislature for approval. And the legislature can either take their recommendations or not. What's beautiful about this particular fund is that the board of trustees gets to make the decision and doesn't have to go back to the legislature. And there's always going to be some politics in it. But what I hope happens is that since this is the first year, that there's almost like sort of demonstration projects that are equally distributed across the state. And maybe, you know, one, one, maybe two projects are picked that are more substantial in number because the big projects or the opportunity to be, do something transform, transformational. But at the same time, given that this is the first year, you want there to be some demonstration of success so that the local communities can look at it and say, okay, that's what we're shooting for. Yeah, I want to do something like that, and here's how I do it. So it's a, it's a little bit of a, you, you don't want to, you, you can slice it up so much and spread it out so much, you end up not making a huge impact. I'm sure that's got to be a conversation that's going on. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, some of these projects are, are significant. Um, you know, $2.6, $2.7 million to completely fund a project. Some of them are very uh, small, $8,700. Um, so, um, obviously, you, those big projects, you have interest in them because of the impact that they have right there uh, with what they are involved with. But then again, some of these smaller projects, even though they're small, uh, creates an opportunity in a in a very uh, centralized area that possibly hasn't been there before. And that's what we're looking at is how do you distribute this money uh, to the best benefit of the state? You know, not funding just a few big projects, but also involving a few smaller projects and spread it out across the state. It's a tough decision. Once once they started coming in, I started looking at them before the board ever saw them. I was like, man, this is going to be tough because I'm looking at them and I'm reviewing them. And I know these are good projects, uh, special uh, opportunities in areas that have that have not been there before. Uh, I know you talked about you know giving some, uh, for instance, um, one of the biggest projects uh, that was proposed was uh, from Wildlife Mississippi. We have a very uh, unique uh, amount of property that exists here in Rankin and Madison County. Uh, the Fannie, May, uh, Fannie uh, Cook project, uh, the property that exists uh, between Lakeland Drive and Ross Barnett Reservoir. Uh, there's you know hopes of being able to maintain this property in perpetuity. Uh, and so this project would uh, hold these properties in perpetuity uh, to be protected forever. Uh, to fund uh, recreation uh, and habitat management in these areas, access to public water uh, that hasn't been there before, right here in the central Mississippi within a couple of miles of the state capital. Um, you know, that's just one example. Uh, we have uh, projects that involve uh, all of our state-owned wildlife management areas. So one fund uh, dedication can be spread out across a, a number of wildlife management areas across the state. Uh, we have uh, one particular project uh, coming from Ducks Unlimited uh, that would involve uh, some very much needed waterfowl improvements uh, to the uh, structures at Mahana Wildlife Management Area, Howard Miller Wildlife Management Area, two of the most highly used public wildlife management areas in the state. 
uh, and very important to waterfowl, migrating waterfowl. And while it's important to duck hunters, uh, there's, you know, you've got that time of the year that it's very involved for hunters to come and use and recreate, take ducks and uh, all that. But outside the duck season, it's also very important for migrating waterfowl and not just waterfowl, migrating birds. Uh, so, um, a number of different opportunities. We have a, a project that's going to be uh, very special to uh, kids with handicap needs, uh, special special needs. Um, you know that that's a group of uh, Mississippians that uh, don't get a lot of access to the outdoors. Fortunately, we have some organizations in the state that are uh, focused on spending time with uh, kids with special needs and uh, handicapped so uh, I I could go down the list forever but you got a lot of municipalities that are trying to work on uh, sports and outdoor complexes uh, outdoor trails uh, nature education it's all across the board and we're very excited about the opportunities that are here what a what a great first year and it will only get better from here and the pressure on the trustees will only get will only get more significant as they try to figure out how they're going to fund this unlimited number of possibilities to improve outdoor recreation in the state of mississippi it's been great to talk to you ricky flint from the outdoor shoes from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny, high near 70. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 50. Your Tuesday, a 20% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 75. Tuesday evening, a 30% chance of showers, low around 56. And for your Wednesday, a 50% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 79. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. There's something about tradition that always says a lot. An honest dedication and work that's not forgotten. Pride is what we lean on. Customers that know. There's not a better body shop, no matter where you go. We don't use fancy gimmicks, we're proven, tried and true. Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops. Or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4440. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where patients of all ages come for urgent and primary care you can trust. Trust Care clinics are staffed with friendly, experienced providers and open late. Walk in today or schedule your appointment at TrustCareHealth.com. Trust Care, feel better, faster. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It didn't take long for litigation to be filed against controversial House Bill 1020, which was signed into law by Governor Tate Reeves on Friday. 
The bill that creates an appointed court and expands the jurisdiction of Capitol Police within the city of Jackson is now subject to a lawsuit brought forth by the NAACP. According to a statement from former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder, who's taking the lead on the case, HB 1020 strips Jackson residents of their fundamental right to elect leaders while restricting their First Amendment right to freedom of speech. For all the latest Mississippi news, sports, and weather, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here. With Super Talk Mississippi News, what happens, why does it happen, and how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I enjoyed that conversation with Ricky Flint. He's the right guy for the job after having been involved in the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Park for so many years, including developing this incredible alligator program that has been a mainstay inside the department. And um, another great example of when you when you put the North American wildlife conservation model first, you can do amazing things. We saw it with deer. We saw it with turkey. We've seen it with alligators and other species. Uh, Mississippi is a leader when it comes to that. And by the way, one of the things he mentioned is he was talking about these couple of projects and using those as, you know, examples of projects that have come in. One from Wildlife Mississippi, an incredible board, incidentally. I mean, you're talking about a dream team of a board of trustees for that nonprofit, Wildlife Mississippi. And um, my friend James Cummings leads that effort, and uh, I didn't want James. James was a leader in helping to kind of push the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund legislation forward. Didn't want him to be on the Board of Trustees because we wanted Mississippi uh, uh, Wildlife Mississippi to be an applicant, and we didn't want to negate James's voice by putting him on the Board of Trustees. But he's an expert. He's written books about conservation on private land, and he knows how to go get federal money, and it's great to see that they're a major applicant. And then Ducks Unlimited with Ed, Ed Penny, same thing applies. Ed was a major leader in this effort to get the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. They were able to look across the Ducks Unlimited uh, spectrum and, and get some great examples of projects that can be done here in, in Mississippi. So that is really good to see. And again, we're lucky to have Ricky Flint in that position. And we'll stay in touch with Ricky and members of the Board of Trustees as they start to whittle down what where they're going to uh, use the uh, 98, $9.8 million that's available to them. It's exciting to see all this you know, hitting the ground. So, uh, hey, now we're going to move over to... Uh, Gary Holcomb, and uh, he is the Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program Coordinator. They had a great event this past weekend. We're going to kind of bring you up to date on all that. But before we go any further, let me welcome Gary to uh, Super Talk Outdoors. How are you doing, Gary? Great, guys. Thank you all for the opportunity. It's good to see you, my friend. So you got to be tired today. You had a busy weekend, didn't you? Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely in recovery mode after this past weekend. So we we had our our, our 2022-2023 uh, MSSP season wrap up and state shoot this past weekend, 
Uh, we know we had about 150 kids uh, down on the coast at the McHenry shooting facility, uh, shooting off for some for the, their state titles and some, and some scholarship money. So yeah, we're all we're all in recovery mode right this second. You know, Jerry, it is. A, we're going to come back to this in a second, but it is amazing what has happened with the shooting programs in the state of Mississippi. And then, uh, as if that's not significant, because it is, when you think about these facilities that you guys can hold these shooting events, like the McHenry facility, for example. Wow. I mean, we've really done it right. So we're going to come back to all that here in just a second. But you know, you, uh, you, you once again, uh, you have. Uh, you're, you have a long history with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. How did you decide you want to get into this this realm of business? Oh, man. So I actually didn't, you know, this wasn't my plan, but uh, I graduated Mississippi State, and I was I was shooting down there. I was president down there in 2015 and uh, graduated in 2016, and I've had a, I've been shooting all my life, and I've been, you know, I've experienced a little bit of success more than, more than I deserve, that's for sure, and uh uh, this opportunity came up when I graduated, and I got to hire on as the uh, the manager for the McIver shooting facility that was going to open, and uh, just uh, made myself available to help with the with the MS, MSSP program, and have been rolling ever since. So now I've, so, I've taken over this this program here um, from my predecessors Michelle Carter and Chad Touchin. Uh, we also work together, and you know we're still a, still a good team. Yeah, I get I get an opportunity to work with Michelle. She's with the foundation now, and you know, who is a major sponsor of this show. And Michelle's a pleasure to work with. You, uh, you okay? So look, when you were at Mississippi State, you were the shooting sports president there, fifteen time sporting clay state champion, and then two time national sporting clay runner up. You you were serious about this, weren't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So if if you know me, you'll or if you've met me, you know that I have no physical gifts other than really good eyesight. And I'm not not the fastest guy around, the strongest guy around, or the biggest guy around. But uh, I got some really good coaching early on in in life, and and made made good on that. Like I said, I've I've been uh, exceedingly blessed uh, and fortunate uh, across uh, the shotgun stages across the country. So it is literally you were you were literally tailor made to be involved in this scholastic uh, shooting program, weren't you? No, that's right. I feel like I'm I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That's cool. That's cool to see that. I I, I read the other day a great uh, quote about uh, passion. About passion is so important to to be able to do, and it, when you have passion, you can literally love making a difference. And I see that in you. You you have a passion for what you're doing, don't you? That's right. That's right. It's a lot of work, but you know, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing, and I enjoy every second of it. Getting, so to, work, you, you, getting to work with our young, with our schools across the state, and our and our young kids. That's that's what it's all about. So let's let's talk about some of the statistics of the of this really really highly successful program. Like number of schools, clubs, participants. You know, give me give me some statistics on how significant it it has become. Yes, sir. So our our total number of participants this year was thirteen hundred and seventy six, and that is with uh, we had seventy six participating schools and clubs. Um, Fifty six of those uh, were public schools, and twenty of those are private clubs. Or not public schools, but there are fifty six schools and twenty clubs across that seventy six, yeah. and they're about. You know, when this program first started, it was mostly private schools, but now we're about 50-50 public schools and private schools. It's almost one-to-one now. That's that's exciting, man. You bring in, you know, some of the, some of the kids in, enrolled in this program from past conversations are young people who have been raised in a hunting culture and they've learned a great appreciation for the gun, but some of them actually didn't have a father, a grandfather, a mother, a grandmother to, to teach them a love of the outdoors or a love of shooting, but they were introduced to it by this program. That's exciting to see, isn't it? That's right. That's exactly right. You know, we're we're obviously, you know, the, the program exists because we're trying to get uh, these kids outdoors and keep them outdoors and, you know, have them buying hunting licenses and participating in the outdoor activities, but also the shooting sports are good for reaching those kids that aren't the star football players, baseball players, basketball players. You know, we have we have several uh, several kids across the state that have, you know, disabilities or things that, al- that won't allow them to participate in those sports, but they can fit right in here. You know, they they can be world champions here just like they anyone else can. That's great. I, I love the way you talk about it. That you were blessed with good eyesight, um, but it's it's a little bit more than good eyesight. You you have to have an ability to. Uh, to react really quickly and you your hand-eye coordination has to be pretty slick oh for sure for sure and the, you know a lot of the things that um 
I'm going to skip forward just a little bit, but a lot, one yeah. of my favorite duties with this department is, is teaching our coaches and, and uh, certifying them so that they can, they can teach our kids and make them, you know, safe firearm handlers and competitors as well. And uh, like I said, one of my favorite things to do is to teach some of the things that I learned and that, and that I was, that I used to accomplish all those things um, back when I was younger, uh, teaching those things to our coaches and being able to pass that information along to, to our folks in Mississippi. I bet, you know, it's interesting, and I felt this way when I coached, uh, I have three kids, and I coached all of them in soccer and baseball along the way, and uh, had some real success as a soccer coach, and, you know, it was interesting because some some of the young people, as they were coming up, could see really early on that they were going to be superstars, They just you just could tell. And that was one of the neat things about, about, you know, getting to know some of these kids when they were really young to watch them emerge as just incredible athletes as they get older. But same thing's true with you. I bet you see, you know, you see someone every now and then you think, holy mackerel, this kid is going to be good. Oh, yeah. There's several kids in the program now that I would not have wanted to have been shooting back when, uh, when I was shooting because those numbers might have been a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen. You know, I, I'm. You know, you heard what I said about these shooting facilities, but we've done a great job of of uh, geographically dispersing these these really awesome world class shooting facilities. Uh, you you came into a situation where someone had a very significant vision, didn't you? Oh yeah, that's for sure. So we should be uh, we should have a range within about two to two and a half hours of everyone in the state now. Isn't that we awesome? Have plenty of plenty of plenty of opportunity for guys to get out and, and, and shoot at our, our facilities. And so this this event over the past weekend was at the McHenry uh, uh, facility. I guess it's the newest one, right? Well, no, sir. Actually, the uh, it's the second one of the three. So Turcotte was the first, and then McHenry, and then McIver was third. Okay, McIver was McIver was third. Well, tell me yeah. about the event this past weekend. All right. So to get to the event this past weekend. Uh, we have to go back to our fall semester. So the, the season starts in October. So our kids are they will register in the in the fall and then they'll shoot their qualifying shoots. Okay, and we'll we can touch on that later if you want to. But the top fifty or the top twenty five three man squads from the North Region and the South Region got to qualify to participate in the state shoot that uh, that we had this weekend. And down there, they will shoot 100 rounds of sporting clays, 50 rounds of skeet, and 50 rounds of trap. Um, y'all be decided, you know, there's individual prizes and squad prizes and team prizes and uh, an overall traveling uh, state championship title for the school that shoots the highest scores. So, there's, you know, the foundation is, has allotted about $12,000 in scholarships, and that's what those kids were shooting off for down there as well. So there's plenty of opportunity to win at that event. That is cool. Again, another another reason we have the Foundation for Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, the, the title sponsor for this show. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Gary Holcomb, who is the uh, head of the Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program. We'll see you after this. near so it's time to get in gear with the mighty 3e john deere compact tractor from ag up equipment this tough tractor is efficient economical and easy to use and with zero percent for 60 months plus an added one thousand dollars off ag up equipment is making it even easier to own gear up for spring with big savings at ag up equipment visit any of our 16 convenient locations or browse online at agup.com offer enzo 43023 some exclusion supply see dealer for details Spring is here, and Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful, from trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for local delivery and pickup. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated, located in Bloodstadt, just south of Germantown High. The 2023 outdoor patio furniture has arrived. Callaway's showroom and warehouse are full. We have excellent prices and the largest in-stock selection in the South. 
We have a large selection of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all on sale. Callaway's offers bulk soils for local delivery and pickup. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is how can RJ Young help you with digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology? RJ Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. What do members of the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation look like? We have members from every corner of Mississippi from all walks of life. All over the state, we see two types of memberships, active members of the farming community and associate members who utilize Farm Bureau services like insurance. All memberships support Mississippi agriculture. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. One of the cool things about doing this show is I get an opportunity to meet so many dedicated people who work for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And uh, Gary Holcomb is no exception. I mentioned to him during the break that he's really a terrific spokesman for this program. It it helps, though, uh, when you bring something like a 15-time sporting clay state champion and you've had you've been recognized on the national level it certainly helps but at the end of the day man you still have to be dedicated to the craft and wanting to bring as many kids into the sport as possible and the state has had a lot of success doing that hasn't it absolutely yes absolutely we have so we've got it's not just me every one of us every shooting range employee that we have is incredibly uh um, gifted and driven to make sure that this works, that this program works, and that our our shooting ranges are are you know outstanding facilities uh, for our, for us to visit. Well, you you uh, you pointed out before we went to break that twelve thousand dollars has been put up by the foundation for scholarships. I mean that's real money. And so when people Absolutely. go and involve get involved in a, in this competitive shooting clay uh, uh, shooting sport, it is. Um, it's it's the opportunity to to help pay for college, man. So this is this yeah. Is, this I, I don't stuff. know how much more uh, motivation you can get. You know, you're already getting the kids are already getting to represent their schools, you know, with a shotgun in their hands, which is not something that everybody can say. So that that scholarship money on top of it, so it seems like pretty good motivation. 
No doubt about it. Actually, if I'm at a school and I don't have a sporting clay team, how do I get involved? Well, the first thing you need to do is send an email to the MSSP email address, and that email address is mssp at wfp.ms.gov. And just give me your name. So the first step that we'll need to do is get a head coach certified. And then after that, we can I can turn that school loose to them, and uh, we can approach the school board and do whatever we need to do to have them accept uh, the program into their school and, and get those kids you. Well, good. It's interesting because you said you started out at, at, as mostly private schools, but now public schools, it's about 50-50 public-private. It's great to see the, 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 the public schools getting involved. Uh, do you find that they, as a general rule, they understand what this program is all about and they're supportive? Oh, absolutely. We've been, we've been met with nothing nothing but uh, kind words for the most part. You know, we've had a couple of schools that, that gave us a little bit of trouble. But there's another route. So uh, that community, not not just that school, can have a club team. And that can represent, you know, not mes- not necessarily that school, but those kids can still shoot there. They can. The only thing they're not eligible for is the traveling school title. So they're, yeah. they're still allowed to participate in the program. So if we have a 4-H team or a SCTP team local that doesn't have a school, they can still participate in our program. You know, I think about I think about this, and and um, we talk about it here on the show all the time. But if you th- if you really want to understand how to respect a shotgun, let's just speak specifically of the shotgun. A lot of that comes from sort of gen- as as I said a few minutes ago. Some kids are introduced to that by their fathers and their grandfathers, or some family member, or some close friend. Some don't get the opportunity to do that. This program is an opportunity to have other kids come into this and learn an appreciation for the gun, learn gun safety at a at a, at a pinnacle level. Actually, you know, it, you know, there's no margin for error in terms of how you guys teach safety as it relates to these guns. And um, I can't think of a better way to to learn respect for a gun, in this case a shotgun, than to be involved in a program like this. I mean, this is something you preach, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. When, you know, the kids that come through our program, we're probably going to have to make some management decisions uh, on some of our waterfowl species and, and migratory game birds because these kids are going to be hard on those when we have them. <laughs> they're going to learn how to, how to correctly point a shotgun and how to stand and, you know, they're going to they're going to learn a little more than probably what their granddad taught them to to, to kill doves in Dovefield. And that true, man. That that is so true. And uh, and that's all positive and helps helps them become great citizens. You know, I, I say this all the time, and you can you can certainly relate to this because you, you immediately brought it back to the Dovefield or, or or hunting for 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 ducks. But the time that I spent in my boat, or the time that I spent out in the field uh, turkey hunting or deer hunting with my sons is some of the most valuable lessons in life they'll ever get where you, as you're talking about you know when you're 100 miles offshore you don't have you don't get a second chance to be safe you know when you're when you're deer hunting you don't get a second chance too often unfortunately to to be safe you know safety has to come first there is literally no margin for error and that when you teach someone that important gift as it relates to a firearm then it it, it over it overflows in other aspects of their life. You're teaching them to be responsible uh, young people and then ultimately responsible adults. And it's just uh, it's just it's it's lessons in life, isn't it, my friend? That's exactly right, and that translates well to and from the the clays course, where you know you only get one chance at that target. So we need to be right. We need to be you know in the frame of mind and and, and be comfortable there. Because, uh, right, the, you know, the the result is not the same, so your safety is not the same as breaking that target. But yeah. they, they do, they are relatable. They are definitely relatable. Listen, this has been Gary Holcomb, who leads the Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. You can just do a search on Gary Holcomb or the Scholastic Shooting Program. You'll find all the information you need. But you should consider joining up into this really, really successful program. Hey, Gary, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for having me. As we end every show, you know, have a great time in the outdoors and just be safe. Be safe when you're in the outdoors. God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. Mississippi Media Production.